Bonjour and welcome to another episode of Street Focus, an ongoing exploration of urban photography. I'm your host, Valérie Jardin. This is our fourth Q&A and Street Challenge episode, and today I will answer questions about simplifying your gear and the impact it can have on your creativity, and how to shoot without bringing the camera to your eye to remain invisible in street photography. Then we will discuss our next street challenge, and I will give you my pick of the week. But first, I would like to announce the winner of the last street challenge, which was about capturing humor in the streets. Well, there were a lot of entries, and I really had a great time looking at them uh, over the past couple of weeks. And uh, as you know, humor is a very personal thing. And after making my selection, I wanted to do a little experiment. And I asked several people around me to actually pick their two favorites in all the entries. And I was um, not surprised, but pleased to see that the the image that I had originally selected as the winner was consistently one of the two favorites of everybody else as well. So um, it's uh, it, it was quite interesting. And the prize goes to Rob Langhorst in the Netherlands for his entry titled Selfies Are Everywhere. And this was shot in Fatima, Portugal. And the photograph... Um, it depicts a large assembly during a Catholic pilgrimage and everyone is facing the same way and quite attentive, uh, it seems, to whatever is going on. And uh, somewhere in the crowd, one young priest is turned the other direction and is taking a selfie. And behind him, there is an older priest uh, with a look of disapproval on his face. And the expression on their faces is absolutely priceless and um and and the young priest really stands out as the only one actually taking a selfie which is actually surprising because you see so many people doing it but the time and place was probably not the, the best and so he's the only one taking a selfie and and i find it very funny so congratulations rob um rob will receive an ebook from rocky nook titled photography as meditation by torsten hoffman which i will link in the show notes alongside the picture that Rob entered and links to his work. So good job and thank you everyone for entering uh, a picture. There were a lot of them and uh, there were a lot of great, great ones, but I could only pick one winner. So now for Q&A segment. The first question came from Marshall Decudo. I discovered your website through my love of France and my new love of the Fuji cameras. I have a strange question for which I know there is no definitive answer, but I thought I would ask. I'm curious how the fixed lens on the X100 series impacts your creativity. I have read how many photographers credit this camera for re-inspiring them. Well, it's it's a good question, Marshall, and... Um, and I think it all comes down to the power of limitations. And I've written quite a bit about this uh, over the past couple of years, and I will link um, an article or two on the show notes for this episode. In photography, and probably even more specifically in street photography, 
The goal is to forget about the camera and let it become an extension of your vision. And that may be why the um, the switch for me from a DSLR to a smaller camera like like the Fuji X100S um, was kind of an awakening. Um, I just felt that it really did not come in the way and became an extension of my of my vision. It's in my hand all day when I'm on a photo walk and um I just um I'm just ready. I'm I'm ready at all times to shoot. I um I find it liberating in many ways and I think that's what other photographers have um experienced with it. Also because it is a fixed lens. I don't have options to even carry extra lenses with me if I wanted to. I'm stuck at 23 millimeter, which is an equivalent to 35 millimeter, which makes it the ideal camera for street photography. What else do I love about it? I love that it's completely silent. I love that it's just, it's small and fairly light, but also feels solid and sturdy. I love all the dials to adjust so many things without having to go into menus. And I do love its look. I'm not going to lie. Um, its retro look is awesome. I really love that. It's less conspicuous and it's ideal for street photography. We look like tourists when we carry those small cameras around. And, and that is the perfect, perfect way to approach street photography. So... So the, the limitations, I think, really work well for, for many people, but not for everybody. This is not definitely not a beginner's camera. It, uh, it requires uh, a lot of practice and a lot of experience. Um, but, you know, if you want to set some limitations, you don't have to go and get a new camera either. Before I switched to a mirrorless camera... I was using a 5D Mark II, but for street photography, I was using a fixed focal length lens and a small one. Um, in the more recent years, I was using the 40mm pancake lens. It made my DSLR so much smaller, so much lighter, and and a lot less obvious as well. So you can set those limitations, even if you don't have a fixed lens. Just use your zoom lens and don't touch it. Just set it at a focal length all day. Don't touch it and work with that focal length. You will, you will pay more attention to the scene and your subject and your composition if you're not messing with gear. I mean, that makes total sense. Um, also, something that works well, uh, since we're talking about limitations, is to shoot a little less, but put more intent in your photography. And I'm not saying go out there and grab a film camera and shoot a roll of 36 exposure, but you can pretend you are. You can go out on your next photo walk and limit yourself to shooting 36 frames and notice the difference. You will make every single frame count and you will have a lot more keepers. I think 
Digital photographers tend to be a little lazy and shoot a lot more than they need to. Um, when, you know, sometime you can get away with just one shot if you, if you pay more attention to what you're doing. And, uh, and limiting yourself is a good exercise. So whether it's something you only do once, and figure why would I limit myself when I'm care when I have a 32 gig memory card in my camera? But that's something you need to apply all the time. But but do the experiment, and maybe that will train you to slow down a little bit and uh, and pay more attention before you press the shutter, and not rely so much on you know the spray and pray approach and dealing with it in post-processing. I mean, would you be happier if you had, you know, a tenth of, uh, of the amount of pictures to process or even to look through when you get back home? I sure don't like going through hundreds of pictures. I find it tedious. It takes the fun out of it. I love it when I've come home and I only have 30 frames to look through uh, after any given photo walk. And, uh, and even if I keep only one or two, that's really good in street photography. Don't set your expectations too high. If you come, up, come back with one great image on any photo walk, that's pretty awesome. And you should be proud of yourself. So yes, limitations. Um, even carry a phone. What better way to set limitations and let your creativity soar than by using something as simple as your phone? And um, and and they're pretty, the cameras on the the latest phones are really good, and uh, you can even use a lot of different apps. But maybe you just want to keep it simple and work on your composition. So um, so try it. Yes, I love my Fuji camera. Um, it just just fits me for for all those reasons. Um, but yes, maybe actually you're in a rut and you feel that getting a smaller, simpler camera may um, rekindle the the creative juices a little bit. Hey, by all means, you know. Dump your gear, sell it while you can, and then get something smaller. Maybe that's all you need to get out of the house and and uh, and have fun. Because that's really all it is about, is having fun. It's really not about the gear you use, but if that's what you need to want to get out there and make it fun again, then do that. But if you just want to practice and experiment with the power of limitations, you can do so with anything you already own. So, but, but try it. You'll be very pleasantly surprised by the results. Okay, that was um, question number one. Now, the second question was sent by Aaron Withrow. Valerie, you mentioned in one of the Q&A episodes about not having to raise the camera to your eye when shooting on public transport. I would love I would love it if you could give us further information on this, maybe some techniques. Do you shoot from the hip? How do you make sure you are shooting straight and focused? How about your composition? I always feel that I stick out like a sore thumb when raising the camera, composing, focusing, and taking the shot when I want to be as subtle as possible and not disturb the prey. Not disturbing the prey. That is the, the right way to put it. Because uh, sometimes it's not about getting attention to ourselves. It's actually not disturb 
the moment. And um, it's not like we're trying to sneak the shot. We just don't want the, the scene to change by being too obvious and, and um, getting attention to ourselves. So, well, I don't ever put the camera to my eye. Um, I used to when I was shooting with the DSLR. Now I use the live view on my cameras and I really didn't think I was going to get used to this uh, so quickly. I thought I would need a viewfinder forever and ever. And um, I very quickly uh, switched that um, much faster than I thought I would. Because when mirrorless cameras were starting to come out, a lot of them didn't even have a viewfinder. And to me, that was a turn off. I certainly didn't want to switch to a camera that didn't have a viewfinder. And now I find myself very, very rarely using the viewfinder on, uh, on any of my little Fujis. So, um, I do, um, I do shoot from, um, not the hip a little bit higher, uh, because I want to be able to see what's happening behind, you know, behind my camera. Uh, the X100S doesn't have a tilt screen, but I don't find it so necessary. I'm fine either way. Although I do find the tilt screen on the X1, uh, the X-T1 very, um, very, uh, handy. Um, it's not something that really is a big deal for me. Um, I'm very quick at, uh, getting, I, I center focus and I recompose, uh, with experience. You can do that very, very quickly. Um, you need to have your settings, either pre-focus or zone focus, but all you really need to worry about, you should really need to worry about is composition at that point. Uh, you won't have time to do all those settings while you're in a, in a, a, a bus or a subway and, and not draw attention to yourself. Really, you should be ready to fire. All you need to do is compose. And... Um, so that's a, that's a way to do it. Sometimes you just need to be more obvious. And that's a point that James Mayer uh, uh, brought up during our last conversation for the Street of the World New York City segment. He said that sometimes, especially if you're using a DSLR, you might as well put the camera to your eye because... You're gonna stand out no matter what. You're gonna make some, you're gonna make noise. So be more obvious. Then it doesn't look like you're trying to sneak in the shot. So you might as well just you know take your time and and um, and bring the camera up to you to your eye. Um, again, zone focusing works really well for that. But that's something that requires quite a, quite a bit of experimenting with. So I would suggest read up on it and, uh, and practice, practice, practice. And, um, sometime you just get that look from your subject that is not so bad either. You know, that, that fraction of a second when they make eye contact, but they don't quite have a reaction yet. You know, that happens. Um, just be very respectful. Don't push it. If you feel like the situation is, you know, too uncomfortable or um, a little awkward or even dangerous, never know, um, then just 
you know, it's not worth it. Just don't, uh, don't risk your, your, your safety. But, um, I find it really fun to photograph in, in, the, in the, in the subway system in, in New York or in the Paris Metro. Um, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, but it definitely, my comfort level has gone up quite a bit with shooting with a smaller camera and one that doesn't make any sound. That's for sure. So just, uh, just practice and, Again, don't look like you're doing something wrong because then uh, you'll look a lot more suspicious. <laughs> so just just relax and have fun. So I hope this answers uh, your question, Erin. Also, uh, Street Focus listener Richie Palmer in the UK uh, is using uh, Mamiya 72. I think, which is a manual focus rangefinder. And he would like to get in contact with street photographers who are using a similar camera so that they can share notes on techniques and so forth. So if you want to reach out to Richie, uh, you can certainly comment in the section for episode 11. And um, I'll send him a note to make sure he, he checks the comment section once in a while. And so if you're shooting with a Mamiya uh, 7... And his, I think, is a 7-2 um, and would like to get in contact with him to share notes. Um, go in the comment section of episode 11. Thank you. And the next street challenge. Um, I'm excited about this one because that's something that um, took me a little while to get into and, and something that I quickly fell in love with. And it is the challenge of looking in or window street photography. So you're on the outside and you're photographing people on the inside. Um, people through windows at cafes, restaurants, trains, buses, whatever. So you have to work with reflections, which is part of the fun and you want a reflection. And, and you can make the reflection work to your advantage by, um, you know, positioning yourself in a way where you may have the reflection of some architecture that will give a sense of place. Uh, sometimes it's fun to shoot through a window and have a reflection of yourself as a bonus self-portrait. But um, if you don't want your reflection, then make sure you shoot at an angle to avoid having yourself in the shot. Um, that might be a good time not to bring the camera to your eye and uh, be a little less obvious if you're standing close to the window and there is somebody um, right on the other side. But sometimes you want that eye contact. And um, and then, you know, it doesn't matter if you bring a camera to your eye or not and getting that quick reaction. So uh, this may be out of your comfort zone, which is even better and a bigger incentive to try it. Remember that um, getting out of your comfort zone is the best way to grow as a photographer. And number one rule is respect. So don't photograph people in embarrassing or vulnerable situations for this exercise. If you've never done it, then go out there and try it for the next couple weeks. And if it's something you do often and you want to share your best image, you can do so by posting it on the comment section for episode 11. The contest closes on December 19th. So have fun and I look forward to seeing all, all your images. I will put some samples on the show notes uh, of my own 
um, window street photography for some uh, ideas and inspiration. And uh, good luck. Now it's time for the pick of the week. Well, this week it's not a book, but the street focus community on Google+. It's growing, and I'm really excited to add a new category, which will be a community critique category. So this is a space where you will be able to post an image to get constructive feedback from your peers. But don't forget that it works both ways. If you post an image for critique, you also need to give feedback on others' work. So, what do what is a critique? Well, it doesn't mean that it's something negative. It's something that is going to be constructive. That's the whole point of a critique. And I do several critiques online uh, every week. And sometimes, yes, you can you can apply some techniques um, in post processing to make a good image, an even stronger image. But the point of a critique is really to give tips um, and tools to the photographer so that they they grow and um, make better decisions next time when they're out there shooting. Um, so it's not always about fixing the existing image, but it is about growing as a photographer and applying tips to become better. So sometimes the, sometimes there is nothing wrong about a picture, but instead of putting a plus or a thumbs up or whatever it is on social media, um, telling the photographer what you like about the image will be constructive. Is it the mood? Is it the light? Is it the leading light lines? Is it the subject, the way the subject is, is moving through the frame? Just tell them why you like it. If on the other hand, there is something that you feel just did not work, let them know. Maybe, um, you have a great subject, but you caught the subject in between steps, for example, and it looks a little awkward. Um, the gesture is just not right. Maybe a fraction of a second later, you would have had a much stronger image. It could be that um, the backdrop is just too busy and converting into black and white may work better. So there could be uh, things that they can actually fix or things they will learn for next time. So um, so be kind. Again, a critique doesn't mean negativity. A critique needs to be constructive, whether it's good or bad, but it has to be constructive. So please uh, join the, the Street Focus community on Google Plus if you haven't already done, done so, and then look for the critique category. Um, I do a lot of online critiques every week, so I will not be on the critique. Um, I will not be critiquing work on the community in the community every day, but once in a while I'll pop in there and uh, randomly select an image to, to add my own comments. Um, but again, don't expect me to comment on every single image that is just not going to to be possible but but you can learn a lot from each other and uh, there are a lot of really really strong photographers in this community and um, and you can certainly benefit from each other's feedback a lot 
So that's my pick of the week. Uh, I will link um, the community um, on Google Plus to the show notes. Otherwise, go on uh, on Google Plus. Look for me. Look for Street Focus, and um, and and you'll find it. Before I close the show, I'd like to make a quick announcement regarding my 2015 photo workshops. All the Paris photo workshops are either full of filling up very rapidly well into the fall of 2015. So if you want to join me in Paris for a weekend or a week-long workshop, um, please go over to my uh, website, check them out, and grab the last few spots before they're gone. I also added a New York Street Photography Workshop a weekend in October. And by the time this episode airs, one more workshop will be announced. I'm so excited to be teaming up with another French street photographer, Marie Lignot. And men, many of you already know her name and her work. She currently lives in England. And we will be teaching a weekend street photography workshop in London together at the end of May. It's the last weekend in May. So uh, whether you're planning to spend a few days in London or want to just come over just for the weekend to shoot with uh, Marie and myself, um, we hope to see you there. It's uh, limited to a small group of photographers and it's first come, first serve. I invite you to visit my website for more information on all those workshops at www.valeriejardinphotography.com, all in one word. And a big thank you to my editor, Russell, for all his work, making me sound pretty good on this recording. Thanks, Russell. And we're at the end of another episode of Street Focus. Please head over to thisweekinphoto.com slash street to subscribe to the show and to post your images for the new street challenge. And if you enjoy this show, please leave us a five-star rating over on iTunes and maybe a little note too. I really enjoy reading those. And thank you to all of you who've uh, left a rating on iTunes. I know it takes a little extra step, but it's much appreciated. And if you want to sign up for exclusive TWIP membership uh, benefits and discounts, you can head over to thisweekinphoto.com slash join. My name is Valérie Jardin, and you've been listening to Street Focus. Now it's time to grab your camera and hit the streets. Hey.